What is good, everyone, and welcome to the episode three of the Stay Attached podcast. Once again, thank you very much for all the support on episodes one and two with Dashi and Arcides. But now today we are joined by a very special guest, the one and only, the MVP, the Italian stallion, Tommy Zuma. Tommy, welcome to the show. How you doing, boss? I'm doing good, man. That was a good, uh, good intro. That's a good guest. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I've been working on my promos a little bit. I gotta make sure I'm gassing my guests up, hoping, hoping they're feeling good. You know, excited to be here. But um, with, with you, I mean, we have so much history. I was thinking about it. We've teamed since since back in AW. We've teamed every COD since AW. So that's six Call of Duty games. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, we were talking about it too when obviously the whole team changing stuff went yeah. down. Just we basically grew up in the scene together yeah literally if you think about it like i feel like when i first started teaming with you i was a i was a kid you oh know? we were and like ghosts because even in ghosts like before we were teaming we were still hanging out at events and stuff so yeah for sure uh it's just crazy to see how far i, I feel like it all happened so quick too like it's crazy oh, it's to all, think about it, it. Dude, it's all a blur like when people say time moves by so fast to like cherish every moment like it really is a fact yeah. like when you get when you get older you realize how fast time actually goes so like fast you, you don't even understand until it happens like in a couple months i'm about to be 24 if you would have told me five years ago i was ever going to be 24 i literally <laughs> been like dude what are you talking about you're faded and then literally like in a snap i'm about to be 24 like it's cr- it's just crazy bro crazy. it's crazy how fast all this is going but i mean we have so much talk about all the travels uh <laughs> all the travels all the tournaments so much different stuff to talk about but what have you been doing this off season to just like get by you know because i know you missed the competition but yeah no honestly like that's where i thrive when it comes to video games like the competition aspect of it yeah so for me like just having such a long season and just grinding every single day putting in so many hours i'm i feel like this off season was a good point to just kind of unwind you know definitely like kind of like spend time with family spend time with friends just kind of get out enjoy the weather you know stuff that we can't do too often during (laughs) the season definitely yeah i mean you you know how it is like during the season it it can be stressful you know like it's a grind there's a lot of pressure there's a lot on the line and we put in a lot of time to that stuff so just having time to just unwind um you know i was in i saw you a couple days ago obviously (laughs) in la i I just saw you so i was i was in la for a week and just enjoying the weather hanging out with some friends and it's, it's been a good time but I'm excited to get back into the grind, and uh, obviously I have that itch. Like after I have the little <laughs> oh, break, course. like I get the itch again, you know. Like I just yeah. want to get right back into it. So yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the new season. What was your uh, What was your favorite meal or food you had in LA when you were here and staying here? Ooh, that's easy. Easy. Okay. So okay. We went, yeah. So there's two. First, I had Korean barbecue for the first time. Okay, nice. You, what, that's I where I you like, cook it and stuff by yourself. Yeah, well, okay. they I guess because of COVID and stuff, oh, they were being yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. but they, they, cooked, they cooked it for us, like, right next to us, like, yeah. they were cooking in front of us, and it was delicious, like, it was insane, I was like, you can't top this, like, this is my <laughs> first time eating Korean barbecue, and I was like, yeah. this is insane, like, this is actually really good, and then we went to some place called Tao, have you ever heard of it, Tao, yep, T-A-O, yeah. and apparently they have one in New York City, yeah. but I even know, but we went to Tao, and then that place was even better, and I was like, wow, like, when I was down there, I was I was eating good, bro, I was, <laughs> I was eating real good, I was just trying out different things, like, it's the off-season, so we were just having some fun going yeah. to different places, like, really just trying to find new foods, you know, like, new different things, different places to go check out, and they didn't disappoint, for sure. Now, that's great to hear. You were living lavish. You got the sun. You were going to the beach. I was yeah, seeing. Bro. Like I, I was in Mal- I was in Malibu. I was at a Zuma Beach. Actually. Zuma Beach. Yeah, that's where yeah. I used to go all the time growing up as a kid. We take the beach bus for like five dollars when I was in like middle school 
to go to Zuma Beach. Oh my god! That, oh, what? That's dope. Yeah, it was, it was happening like every summer. But nah, you. Bro, were, and you, I didn't. I didn't realize either. Like when we went to Malibu, yeah. it literally looked like we were on like vacation. Like how it was literally oh, like a yeah, vacation yeah. spot. Like it literally looked like the like the beach was empty. There was only like a few people on the beach. It was super wide. Like. It, it was just beautiful like just being there for for a week it was it was worth it for sure it was definitely <laughs> worth it yes mama zuma in the chat that that is a real beach zuma beach but it's z u m a zuma yeah, beach yeah z u m a that's um, how we used to spell zuma my dog oh, really? that's how we spelled it yeah z u m a yeah no, so it's crazy so you were eating good living good getting some sun chilling on the beach bro there's nothing like relaxing on the beach man i love it it's so much fun like i always it's like yeah. a be, the best place to just reset just relax clear your head yeah it's it's sure. honestly it's so much fun so I'm, I'm glad to hear you had a good time uh in southern california of course i was glad to i get to get i got to see you we played a jenga 1v1 versus each other we did. it was <laughs> intense it was Yo, really jenga intense. is so intense it's like probably the most intense game of the night yeah for sure. we we're going at it yeah but dude jenga is so much fun you get so nervous when you're playing too like mm -hmm. i would like pull the piece out and i would like get it i'll be like oh let's go i did it and then i put it back on top and my hand would be like shaking i was like <laughs> oh my god such a nerve-wracking game but got right, right. on and the we ice. had spectators too we had everybody watching us and shit i was getting yeah. kind of nervous we just I was like, like damn randomly got into a 1v1 too like it wasn't even supposed to be a 1v1 but no one like like everyone was playing and then everyone stopped playing and then we just started playing and it was like yeah we already started. Every, like, everyone was so intrigued by the 1v1 because they, they were playing like with multiple people yeah, before, but yeah, I feel yeah. like the 1v1 is better. It gets it, more it intense. It is. It definitely is more intense. And you're just like moving faster, like just back and forth, back and forth. Uh, that was funny. And then it was also oh. funny to see uh, J-Cap versus uh, Accuracy Lamar and uh, then... Cap lost his 20 bucks to Lamar. <laughs> Kenny bet 20 bucks on Cap. They, Kenny and Enable bet 20 bucks on... Kenny bet on Cap enable bet on accuracy accuracy one so kenny and cap are out 20 bucks like they had no ice right there yeah kenny's face when, when cap <laughs> lost his comedy his face was so funny he was like hell nah yeah he <laughs> was, was like, so oh, mad it's chalk it's chalk you only 20 <laughs> <laughs> that was hella funny uh, moving on from the uh california adventures uh what is and who is your favorite team and athlete of all time favorite team and athlete all right so if I had to choose, I mean, you know, like, my, I think my I know, girl, I think like, I know this. yeah, like, you, like, people probably won't, won't, like, know who this guy is. Obviously, soccer fans will, but I'm a big fan of Andrea Pirlo. Like, when, when I was growing up, I used to watch him play no. all the time, and I played, uh, the same position as him, so I looked up to him, um, not only as a person, but just as a, <laughs> as a player, and now he's coaching my favorite team, which is Juventus. I'm literally wearing the, yep. the pullover right now. It's fresh. And, uh. It's just crazy how it all went full circle. Like he's now my favorite player is now coaching my favorite team, and I, I think that's pretty cool. And obviously they inspired me a lot growing up. And then another one is uh, probably Derek Jeter. You know, like there, growing yeah, up yeah. and like growing up, uh, I was a big Yankee fan. Like my dad loved the Yankees, my brother yeah. loves the Yankees, so I was just watching the games with them. And uh, Jeter was definitely my favorite. Just like has his presence, you know, like his presence on the baseball field and as a captain and. All that other stuff that he brings to the team, not just talent-wise, but everything yeah. outside the game. He was just like a role model to me. So uh, Jeter's definitely uh, up there. And he was number two. I was number two Like yeah. when I was playing in the academy. And was stuff. that like, where that you got number, it? So. The number? Like, I, I, it I think that is. That? I, I'm pretty sure. Like When I was younger, I'm pretty sure I wanted number two because I was a big Derry Jeter yeah. fan. And then it kind of stuck with it the whole time. So number two has been like my number. 
That's dope. It's been my number for years, yeah. yeah. But the, probably uh, Pirlo and, and Jeter. Those, those are my final answers. Yeah, those, those are some good people. Uh, I mean, Derek Jeter, like, it's hard not to like that guy. Even being a Dodgers fan my whole life and growing up, like, it's just hard. I don't know anyone who could hate Derek Jeter, really. Like, he's just a good person. He's a good like, dude, man. I feel like he's never done – I've never heard of him doing anything bad. I mean, I don't know. He just seems like a really good person. It's hard not to like he, Derek Jeter. It's It's – it's crazy how much he stayed out of drama when he was in the league. Yeah. Like, you never heard a bad thing about Jeter, never. Yeah. Like, both in the game and outside the game, he was always out of drama. So, it was just uh, somebody to look up to, you know, somebody to try and take after. Yeah. So, I'm a big, big fan of Jeter, for sure. Good role model right there. And then now, sure. switching into uh, Call of Duty, how did you first get into COD? Like, find out about it and just start playing for fun? And then also, how did you transition into starting to compete and try and go pro in Call of Duty when you were younger? Yeah, so I know you probably know the story. You probably heard it so many times. I know everything but... about you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> same, just same. But, um, yeah, when I was growing up, uh, video games wasn't really a big thing in my life. Like, I played it I played it a little bit, you know, with friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, I just pubbed and pub stomped with some friends growing up, but I was always so invested into to football or soccer yeah. where uh, it, 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 gaming was kind of just like a hobby, you know, something I did for fun. I was always really good at it, like friends from school and stuff always – Always used to, you know, there was rumors going around the school, you know, like this guy could play COD really good, you know, like they were, they were going around. Yeah. But uh, I was just so heavily invested into soccer. And then obviously I wanted to play in college and maybe one day be pro in soccer. Obviously that's a stretch, but um, I was really good. You know, I played for an academy team, so I, I was doing a lot of traveling with, with that. And a lot of time went into that as well. So um, it taught me a lot, you know, like the academy yeah. and all that stuff kind of taught me a lot for this professional video game stuff especially like performing in front of a crowd and just having like a lot of pressure like it kind of didn't affect me too much just because yeah. i was so used to it growing up but um i was gonna play in, in college and then i got hurt as you know like yeah. i i tore my acl and i was out for like months and it was devastating like for a lot of people an acl injury is uh pretty serious you yeah. know like people say that you never come back yeah, the same done, and it never like... feels the same and that was one thing I noticed is even after my surgery, I, I didn't feel the same. Like, I could definitely feel a difference in my knee, and it just never felt natural to me anymore. So um, it was tough to deal with that because, obviously, I worked from, you know, like five years old. I, I've been yeah. playing soccer, trying trying to make it and, make your and way do up. something big. And uh, I did. I made my way really up, and I put a lot of time into it. So I was, you know, I was depressed. Like, I was, I was really sad. Like, I felt like my dreams were, like, crushed, you know? So it kind of sucked, but it led me into this. Uh, you know, when I was when I was hurt, uh, a couple of my friends from from high school were, were like, yo, like there's like professional video games like you can you can actually make a career out of this. Like you're really good. You should give it a try. Yeah. And obviously I played S&D tournaments online as a hobby and I used to win them a lot. So yeah. people knew who I was. Like, like the Black Ops and, two days um, and stuff. Yeah, the Black Ops two days. I used to play with like TJ, Pharaoh, yeah, Jersey, like all those guys. And um, it kind of. Being an SND star kind of helped me get into the scene. You know, I was grinding a lot. A lot of people knew who I was just because I used to play pros every night, like Nameless, Flaws, and all that. <laughs> yeah, and they'd be roasting. They they'd be like, me. yeah, they used yeah. to roast me. This guy's a warrior. So this guy funny. sucks. They used to call me Pipsqueak. They're like, fuck this Pipsqueak guy, blah, blah, oh, blah. Shit. Like, Miracles used to roast me and, and yeah. all those people. And uh, obviously, I won so many tournaments online in SND that I, I grew, uh, what was it, pro points? Is that yeah, what pro they points, were called? pro points, yeah. So I had so many pro points that I was able to make a team based off SND stars. And an event came to us in UMG Philadelphia, which was the first event that was actually close enough to the East Coast that I could drive to. <laughs> yeah. they, don't, they don't have events like in Jersey or New York or anything. Like, Never. 
Philadelphia was like the closest it ever came. So I was like, holy shit, like this is my chance. I can drive. Like obviously I couldn't, I didn't have money to buy a flight or anything like that. Yeah. So being able to drive was, was awesome. So I just built a team with, with some guys and we drove. There was a blizzard in the fucking, yep, I remember that going event. on. There was literally like three feet of snow on the ground. It took me so long to get there. I was sliding all over the place. I had to go pick up my teammates. Like I had to go pick up yeah. Hamza and, and, uh, and Will. That was stressful. Yeah, it was super stressful. And then we didn't have enough money to to get a hotel room. Like we we literally didn't have any money, so we were. Damn. I was sleeping on the floor one night in a hotel room with somebody else's room. Yeah. <laughs> and then we ended up going to TJ Haley's house because TJ lives by, by by the venue. Yeah. He was like fifty to sixty minutes away from the venue, so we we would sleep. I slept on the floor at TJ's house. <laughs> at TJ Haley's his, house. <laughs> yeah, bro. I slept on TJ's floor. We all slept in his basement on the floor, and then we woke up at like. 5 a.m. the next morning because we had a match at like 7 or 8 and it was an hour away and yeah. then obviously you want to warm up and stuff so we had to look we had to wake up super early and that's kind of where I made my name like I uh I uh, performed there and then obviously Chris replays yeah. Crowder James so many names um he uh he, <laughs> he goes play. by so many different aliases nowadays yeah, or throughout yeah, the years dude. So, like, he obviously saw something in me, and uh, while everybody else was calling me a warrior and calling me shit, he was like, nah, this kid's good. So, he, he picked me up, and I won my first event, uh, as a pro team, at least. Like, obviously, yeah. I went to UMG Philly and Anaheim because of the pro points and stuff, but yeah. the minute I got picked up on a pro team, I won my first event, and my name just kind of went from there. So, that's kind of how I got into all of this, and uh, I'm blessed that one dream killer led me to something bigger and better. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, definitely. God's plan, man. Too. It's crazy. There's nothing worse than getting injured in a sport and being out for like a season or something or just missing a few games, but then having such a serious injury to where it's never you're never going to be the same in that sport is just that's mm -hmm. really heartbreaking because like that's all you've been doing for your whole life growing up. Yeah, and like, it was the timing too. Like when I it was at the end of my high school career when you know the scouts are looking at yeah. you, like the colleges are looking at you, like this is like the big the big moment. Like this is when the most pressure's on you. So the fact that I I practiced and grinded my whole life for that moment and it was going good you know like yeah. teams were interested i was definitely going thinking about playing and just to have that all disappear so yeah, fast gone was yeah it was it was a tough tough time for sure Real yeah. tough time. but you made the best of it like it's it's really unfortunate yeah, for man, some people like they crazy. can't do what you did like you were able to find something that you already enjoyed you were already really good at and then you just built off that mm -hmm. and you've had an extremely successful career just doing that and i mean you still got more to go but it's yeah, it was really been, good uh, you could like fall back or not fall back i mean just go to gaming and then do that and then get yeah. to the get to the top level get to the pro level and that so that was that's yeah, crazy and the one thing about the gaming stuff too is it like i'm a competitive guy so oh, like yeah. that was kind of where my drive was with soccer it's just i was so competitive and i just loved competing that not having that competitiveness like in me anymore like not yeah. being able to do that was like driving me like insane so having that gaming outlet to bring back that competitive drive and bring back tournaments and competitions for me it was like it was awesome man like yeah. you know I'm, ble I'm blessed i'm lucky i'm lucky that i fell into it and uh i'm happy that i did because it's been awesome the journey's been dope i think that's where a lot of uh at least call of duty players that i know uh most people played sports when they were younger and like all those organized competitions and in those leagues and i think that's where majority of people got their competitive drive from and that just transfers over to everything else but now call of duty so everyone just wants to win as bad as much as possible 
so it's just crazy to see like how your upbringing from when you're so young to now how it's still it sticks with you wanting to just mm -hmm. be the best no, player in team and how there. much it's changed too dill like from when i first started like when i went to my first event we were in a hotel ballroom you know what i'm saying yeah. and now we're now we're playing for 10 times the money oh, in insane. venues insane like, it's, it's nuts it's nuts how was it uh i know you talked about it a little bit but how was it teaming on that ghost in or that on that denial team in ghost i believe your roster was replays saints and study at the time like how was it teaming with those guys because that was your first time like getting a chance like you were an amateur yeah. before i mean you were technically a pro but you were an yeah. amateur before that that was still like proving himself and then once you got on that team and you won that first event you you made the statement yeah it was it was crazy i mean the one thing that really helped me a lot was just chris having so much faith in me like i, th I think he just had so much confidence in me that even if I messed up or even if I made mistakes, he was always so positive and always kind of brought me up. I mean, obviously, he yelled at me for mistakes and stuff like that. He was a tough teammate for sure, and I think that brought out the best of me. Yeah. And then, obviously, you have Nato, who is, you know, back then was <laughs> Nato. You know, he's, a little, he's a little fucking crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, obviously, uh, I got cl I got close with Nato, too, like, on the team. Like, I got close with Chris and Nato and NJ. Like, you know, we're all very close. Yeah. That was we all won our first event. So we, when we won that event, sure, I had just got into the scene, but Chris Study and, and Chris were in it for a while, and they never won an event. So yeah. even for them, you know, to get their first win, I think they just grew a lot of respect for me as a player just yeah. because I just listened to everything they said and just put my head down and, and tried not – at first I was a cocky prick when I <laughs> when I, when I joined. Dr like, being when honest I, when here, I being honest. <laughs> yeah, when, when I joined, I was so – like I would talk back. I, I was very stubborn, stuff yeah. like that. Um, I still can be at times. Like obviously, like I I believe in myself. So if I if there's something that I have in my head that I know is really gonna work or I think is gonna work, I'll I'll always speak my mind. I think it's important to speak your mind. Of course. But like back then, I was immature. I was just immature. So. <laughs> yeah, I think we all had our moments back when we were young, uh, being <laughs> cocky pricks or just being assholes to our teammates. I know I definitely had a couple moments with J Cap. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the three bar. That's just yeah, we all we, we move on from that. We grow up. We mature. It's okay. Um, but closing that season out, you guys won that event. Uh, I think you got like second and did pretty well at other ones, but you never got another win with that team, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, we... Well, you kind of got a win. You kind of got a win. hypothetically, yeah, a lot, like a lot of people don't realize, yeah. but in Ghost, we, we were supposed to win another event. We got a bomb glitch. Oh, and the bomb we, glitch in Ghost. And then we restarted the round, and then we choked the map. Like, we, we all we needed was one, one round to win, so yeah. we would have won. And we were thinking, like, all right, it's like 5-2, whatever. Like, we'll just win a, we'll win a round. And we choked it, and then they came back, and then they ended up winning the event. So we ended up losing that, but, like, it, it probably should have been back-to-back -back wins. Yeah. But. It's it was just... crazy that we were playing with a glitch like that. Like <laughs> Call of nuts. Duty, man. Like you never know what's gonna happen to these events. Bomb glitch one day, yeah. then you have some the blur glitch in Black Ops two people were doing. There's just Yeah, it was nuts. Anything and everything and then, can happen. And then at the end of that that season we were we were interested in getting you. I remember that we, we wanted to pick yeah. you up um for study because obviously we were having problems with within the team. So we got first, second and we uh we choked that playoffs. Yeah. I think we got fifth or something. And uh, we were obviously uh, really devastated with that, and we were really pissed off, and emotions were high. But we were we were really interested in getting you. Yeah, and I, guess I that's remember how, that. How how we went into AW. I remember that. Um, that was the last event, right? Season three in Ghost. Yeah, that was the last. That one. was the last event because I was on the yeah. rise at the time. We did like all right. Um, I think Envy won, right? Yeah, I think Envy won. Envy won, won that event. That was when they had yeah. a pretty nice squad. And then going yeah. into Advanced Warfare is when. I remember it. I remember it. I was at the In-N-Out. 
uh, after like a football game or something, we everyone goes in and out. I was at the in and out. I got like a call or something. From, or a text from one of you guys. I don't know if it was you or Chris. I don't can't remember the specifics. But like, uh-huh. do you want to join our team? Do you want to join Denial? And it would have been alongside you, Chris, or Replays, and uh, then Saints. And I was like, hell yeah. Like, you guys were the best team at like that end part. Like, you guys should have won that back-to-back event. Uh, you won that one event. I was just like, there's just this is just too good of an opportunity not to take. So I still remember calling... Um, Kareem on Rise, one of the owners, and just being like, ah, like, I think I'm gonna take the opportunity. And he's like, all right, like, do your thing. And I just told him, like, thank you and stuff. But it was just one of those times where, like, getting to that top, top level pro team with super talented players, like, everyone on that team was super talented. On your team was super talented, smart, and uh, you guys have done it all. You've won before, and I was still on the come up. Like, I didn't win before. I think my highest placing before that was fourth. And then we went to Advanced Warfare. We had, um, a pretty good start. We were doing well in the online 2Ks. Then we went to the AW Columbus event where we ended up getting fifth. I remember that. That yeah. first event of the year. We lost the phase, I yeah, think. Yeah, we right? lost the phase. I think we went down 2-0. We 3-0'd them in open bracket, or no, in a pool play. And we played them in bracket play on Sunday. Went down 2-0, brought it back, and then lost game five, round 11. Uh, and then they went later oh. went on to win that event. They went on to win the event, so... Patty P with his fucking hand. Yep. Remember the stitches and yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's a legendary story. That legendary, winning with dude. stitches, that's actually crazy. That's way better than the uh, than the Jordan flu game thing for sure. Patty P. <laughs> Patty P is definitely the sports goat. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then I remember we from, after that event, we went to Orlando where we ended up getting third. We played Stunner when it was like Toast, TJ Haley, uh, Hugh. I think it was like Perplexed, right? And Hamza. Yeah, I think it was Perp. Was their team. Yeah. It was my birthday yeah, yeah. on the championship Sunday of that event. And we lost twice to them. We lost twice on that day. Um, it, was, yeah. it was a tough one. But we got third. It was, it was all right at that event. And then after that is when the whole mix-up happened with Denial. Uh, you guys ended up going to Envy, and there was just, like, a bunch of crazy stuff that happened and just the roster mania. Because back in the day, like, after an event, there would be a crazy roster mania after, like, every event amongst the teams. Like, there was just yeah. so many changes happening. Because there wasn't, like, contracts and all the crazy crazy stuff like there is now. Like, if you were getting salary, like, 500 to $1,000, that was a lot of salary back in, like, the, uh, what, 2014 days? Like, most yeah. people weren't even on salary yet, so. Dude, I was getting like five hundred a month yeah. on on denial, and I thought I was rich. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like I was like so excited. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I'd go. I would go <laughs> on the websites and be like, oh, I just got my five hundred or seven hundred fifty bucks a month. Let me go yeah. shopping. I'm like a <laughs> junior in high school. I'm just like, dude, I I am filthy rich right now. I got five hundred dollars, and then looking back on it, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that's literally no money at all. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, nothing. it's it's crazy. And then you have to think about the taxes and stuff from the prize money and all the mm-hmm. salary whatever it may be um Hard work not paying you that was a, you know that was a big thing too <laughs> yeah but then we stopped teaming for a little bit you went to envy i did my thing yeah. on denial but then uh we we came back together on phase after the x games event i remember can you break it down how that transition t- happened from you guys being on phase and doing well getting second and then clay and i joining you guys' phase team yeah, so this, you know this story, but of course, this yeah. story, I was part of it. <laughs> like, yeah, you were part of it. This story is like mind blowing because it's a crazy story. It like Austin has his, his side of the story, like, I have my side of the story, and like, I swear on everything I love, this is how it went down for me. But it was, it was obviously me and Ian, Kyler, and Austin, right? Yeah, and we got second. Um, 
uh, two events in a row. Like we got second. We, me and Ian, weren't trying to change at all. Like we were the two like people. We we knew that we weren't changing whatever. Yeah. But then Clay had came to me and he's like, "Yo, like, you got like Austin's trying to drop you guys. Like he's he's trying to pick up me and Dylan for you and Ian." And then me and Ian were like, "What?" And then Clay was <laughs> like, "Yeah, but." Clay was like, I, I want to play with you. Like, they're trying to drop you, but I'm trying to play with you. And then I told Ian, and then Ian was like, what? And then we were like, all right, well, fuck those guys. And then Kyler was underage. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. And I'm, I'm pretty sure the age restriction was coming into play soon. So, yeah. like, we and were then... like, all right, well, Kyler's underage. Austin's trying to drop us. And we and Austin swears that this didn't happen. Like, oh, like, And I don't know who to believe here, but this is from my side of the story. Yeah. And this is how it happened for me is that that all 100% 1 million percent happened like I we thought we were getting dropped I ended up talking to FaZe Clay said he wanted to play with me and then we ended up forming the team with me you uh Clay and uh Ian yeah and obviously I don't know if Clay finessed or I don't know what <laughs> they did but Austin gets very pissed off whenever I tell this story because he's just like dude that's not what happened like that's not true like we didn't try and drop you this and that and I'm just like, okay, well, this is what I was being told. Like, this is the stuff that was happening to me. And then I remember at the time, too, like, it wasn't just by word. Like, I was I was being shown, like, messages and stuff, you know? Like, there, I was being shown proof of, like, things yeah. that were being said. So I was like, all right, well, let's do it. And then we ended up forming, and uh, that's kind of where the where the team started. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where it all started. And we, we, I didn't, bro, second, two second places in a row was, like, I was happy with that because we were competing with the best team in the game. So I didn't want to change. But just the way it kind of all went down, that's kind of how, uh, kind of how the team formed. Bro. Yeah, that was a very interesting time because Clay and I, like, we had won the world championship. We went to a couple events. Like, we got second one more time, but then we just weren't doing as well. And then, uh, like, we talked with our denial team with Cap and Chris, and we're just like, uh, things are starting working out. Like, we're gonna try and see what we could do. Probably make a change. And then I think Clay went up to you and talked to you at the X Games event. You're like, nah, like we're not changing. We're not gonna yeah, do any I of that. Them. I'm pretty sure I remember yeah, that. I and then I guess Clay, I think, <laughs> oh, oh, we got Austin in the chat. And then I don't know exactly <laughs> what Clay did. All I know is Clay finessed. And then we ended up on phase where it became like Austin and Kyler versus you and Ian. And then it became this like whole thing. And I don't know what exactly Clay did to finesse. I guess he was talking to like both parties and then just figured it out. But then I just remember I know, being on dude. a call with uh, Ricky Banks and Tommy Temper and then Robbie from Denial. Robbie from Denial is like, you guys can't leave. We're going to take $25,000 <laughs> away from your champs prize. And we're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like, we already knew this contract was already, like, messed up and all this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, some really funny stuff was said by Ricky Banks on that call. Can't repeat it right <laughs> now. Maybe if we're at a later time. But, um, yeah, then we ended up. Getting on phase at the end of it, he's like, "Welcome to phase, boys." And then we got all the things yeah. um, sort sorted out. But nah, it was Ricky, <laughs> it was. Ricky was thinking back on it, like having Ricky and Tommy, and they were so invested at that time. Yeah, so, they like, were every event, every event. Yeah, like when when we first joined phase, like that was like the hot pinnacle of phase. Like that's when it was really popping. They were so invested. Yeah. To, the New York how house. They were showing up to events and stuff, and they like just having Ricky and Tommy ha as a boss is just so different <laughs> to what it is now. Because obviously yeah. they're young and. <laughs> you know they like you know they were you know, like our are, age so. now but yeah, exactly. we were we, yeah, <laughs> like, we were like 18 19 and they were like 23 24 <laughs> yeah so that was that was interesting but obviously like it was a, like that was probably some of the most fun i've ever had for yeah sure. like that was like one of the one of the highs <laughs> of my career for sure was being on that team and, and joining phase and playing with you guys and just finding the success that we had yeah it was uh it was awesome and we found like 
instant success too because like we joined your team and you guys were doing well like you guys were getting second second but you never beat that optic team in like a full series i know you beat them in one series but they were able to take the second best of five and like the yep. optic team was just they were dominating at the time and then the mixture of us like i don't know we just matched up really well versus them and uh, we played at our first event it was umg dallas and we went, I think, twenty-four and two map count. If I, if I know, oh, yeah. I know, we only we lost were, two we maps. Nuts at events. Yeah, we nuts. and we like three would Optic and finals, and like that's kind of just where it all started. Like we played so so well that event. That's what kicked everything off. And then, mm-hmm. I think after that event is when we went on. Do you remember that trip we went on to uh, Oslo and Berlin? Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> of course, of course, I remember that trip. There's a, a lot of good stories to tell a about lot that of trip. Good, a lot of good stories, like Ian throwing up on what is it called, the Autobahn. <laughs> he's he's almost puked on you. Um, oh my god, dude, bro, I will never forget that that story. So we were on the highway. Obviously, we were out at some club. Where were we in Berlin when we went to the club or we, Norway? Where no, were we? I think we first went to Norway. Dude, we were in so many different yeah, spots. We were, yeah. Like we were like we were taking like one hour flights to different spots. Like, yeah. We were moving around. But I, I don't remember exactly where we are. You think it, it was Norway? I think Norway was really the first sure. one. We were like in Oslo, yeah. But we had a we had a crazy night at a <laughs> at a nightclub. Like we were obviously just having a good time. Like we were drinking and stuff. Yeah. And Ian got really sick and we were on the highway and, and we were in a minivan and I was in the middle row, Ian was in the back row. And Ian is just like, first of all, he's losing full the whole drive. Like, he's losing composure. Yeah. And Ian's like, yo, like, <laughs> we got to pull over. Like, I'm not feeling too good. So I tell the guy, like, yo, you got to pull over, pull over. He pulls over. I open up the door to the side of the minivan. And Ian's, like, coming out behind me, like, trying to get out as quick as possible. And projectile vomit runs <laughs> over my shoulder. Literally like a hose, dude. Like, whoo, like over my shoulder. And I lost yeah. composure. I was like, holy fucking shit, dude. Yeah, that would have been really bad. <laughs> that would have been disgusting. Yeah, that would have been nasty. To- and then the, yeah, I felt we're... bad for him on the flight, too. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah I was about to bring up flight. the flight stuff yeah and then yeah he was on the flight Wait, i think was that like was after we landed because that's when we got to germany so i think to make the story even crazier ian was sitting next to me on the plane enable he went to the bathroom and the flight was Never only like an, it was only an hour and he was in the bathroom for 45 minutes like the whole flight there was a line outside of the bathroom that no one else could use. I think it was only one bathroom. It wasn't a big plane. When you have those like one hour flights, it's a very small plane, only one bathroom. There was a line throughout the whole plane of people <laughs> wanting to use the restroom. And Ian was in there for 45 minutes. So leading up to this, like he was already feeling terrible. And then that's when the whole freeway accident or the highway accident happened of him, not an accident, but him throwing up on the side of the road. And it was just absolutely nuts. And then that was our day one and day two in Oslo. And in, in Berlin, Crazy. or no, 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 in Oslo and Norway, and then we went to Berlin, where things got even crazier. Uh, I know from my experience there. I think throughout this like four, three day, four night trip, I slept for probably a combined eight hours. I remember. We didn't sleep. Yeah, we I, none of us slept the whole trip. It was bad. I literally remember almost just being a dead body walking through the airport i'll get to that later on in the story but wait do you remember the picture of us on the steps our whole yes i knew clay and ian and we all looked fucking dead literally it looks like we all got hit by trucks and it was just terrible (laughs) but i remember going into berlin we were going to the we had like this insane insane like not was it a penthouse it was like it was yeah i I know what you're talking about i don't even know how to explain it. it was like a super luxury 
apartment it had like a record player pool table multiple tvs multiple rooms it was like insane um we went to a cigar bar it was my first time ever smoking a cigar yeah that was cool I probably was smoking it really wrong because uh, the next day I literally couldn't speak, uh, and my throat hurt like t- terribly. We You're not c- supposed to inhale cigars. Yeah, it was bad. To just puff on them. Really bad. And then uh, <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. And then we were going to clubs and just like everything, drinking, staying up all night. And I'll never forget the breakfast with Clay and and Ricky on the top floor. Uh, like we we had stayed up all night after just getting back. Um, Wait, do you remember, were you there when uh, Clay and Ricky were wrestling in the no, living room? Well, I mean, to be fair, I feel like Ricky was always wrestling or yeah, doing yeah, Ricky was always, somebody. Bro, I just remember Rick, Clay and Ricky were wrestling. Uh, <laughs> I think Clay stuck like a hard-boiled egg into Ricky's mouth because they were like wrestlers in high school. And it was just like the most wild shit was happening throughout that whole <laughs> trip. Like, I can't even explain it. And then we went to the breakfast they're on the rooftop. And this is like... Everyone's up there either like in suits with their laptops working or there's people, there's like the girls in their bikinis like uh, sun tanning right on the pool because it was a really nice pool, really nice restaurant up there. And Ricky was just being so loud, so crazy and disrespectful because we're probably still drunk at this point. Um, and it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, probably. And they, they wanted to kick drunk. us out. They wanted to kick us out. The only reason the restaurant couldn't is because we had like this key to whatever room where it costed an insane amount of money a night to to rent that out. So they literally yeah. could not kick us out of the uh, breakfast. So we would have been kicked out for sure. Uh, there was bees attacking Ricky at one point oh, in yeah, the breakfast. The I was there. I was there. I remember the bees because them shits are pissing me off, bro. I don't yeah. like bees. It, dude, it was the most insane trip. And then I just remember walking in the airport, literally feeling terrible. I couldn't speak. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't hear. I couldn't talk. Like I couldn't do anything. It was the most like the worst travel day. And then and we then, had to fly. Oh, dude. No, go ahead. Keep, keep going. Keep going. No, I was gonna say that we just fly. had to fly back from uh, Europe to New York, and then I had to wait a night in New York, and then go back to California after being like one of those sickest I've ever been. It was just so. It was tragic, but it was such a and good time. I was gonna say like when we were there. Um, we were hanging out with some pretty big people. Like we were hanging out with that guy, right, who owns the soccer team. I forgot what his name is, but he owned he owned one of one of the one of the professional teams over it's in like Norway. Warsaw? Like he was like something like that. I, some I don't bi- he's some billionaire. Some billionaire. Yeah, it was like, some billionaire guy. And he and just the way like when we were going out at night to like these clubs and stuff, like we were young, like yeah. we were young kids. 18, it, was, 19, it, was legal, 20. it was legal there. I mean, it yeah. was like the drinking age is, is legal over there, but. We were like we weren't playing around. Like we were getting VIP tables. We were getting bottles, like unlimited bottles Dom of Perignon, like Dom sparklers everywhere. Like that. Yeah, like we were we were living. Like, and we we just came off an event win too. So we were just yeah. like celebrating. You know, like we were going crazy. So that was that was a fun trip for sure. Yeah. A lot of memories. I still have all those pictures all, from us yep. on the boat. Remember when we were on the boat? Yeah, the boat. <laughs> that was that, that was, was really cool. that was so much fun. I I wish we could do that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure we went on that trip because like Faze were meeting up with some investor people, and that's pretty much why we went on that trip. We didn't go on there. They'll go on the trip to like celebrate a win. Like we just went there because they were the investors and they wanted to potentially yeah. invest. And then we went with uh, Ricky and Tommy over there and just had a really good time. But yeah, that I'll, I will never forget that trip for the uh, rest of my life. Um, but then going back to the season in AW, well, after like that part, that trip, what was your favorite event and favorite time in AW? Okay, this one's easy. That Gfinity event for sure was crazy to me because obviously 
you know the story, but my uh, I haven't that event. I hadn't seen my dad in like five years, yeah. like five or six years, which is dude, that's a long time. So like, I remember when I got off the off the flight, you guys saw me like fucking hugging my dad and yeah. shit. You guys were like, who the fuck is that guy, dude? But like. <laughs> uh that was pretty crazy and then just to come back and win two best of sevens in front of my dad and all the phase guys were there like tommy ricky blaziken uh, was there i remember like all those guys were there and just to win in front of your father my father and uh all those guys and the way with that we did it too yeah the way that we came back yeah that was was, like it was looking slow for us yeah it was a crazy event because i remember that was you said best of seven, but that was the other events where we had to win two best of seven. This event, Gfinity, was actually a one and done. So it was just, uh, if you lose, oh, you're yeah, out. You're right, so right, it was a right, best yeah, of right. seven, but I think it was a best of seven. And it was it was just one one match. That's it. I think we went down 3-1. 3-1. 3-1. Yeah, we were down. And then we, we won three. Down. We somehow rallied, won three maps straight, and then won that event. And I think that's when we realized we're like... There's no way we don't have like we don't have this optic optic teams number now because like we destroyed them the first time we played them we made an insane comeback the second time we played them and like we just had all the confidence in the world when we were matching up against them now because they we beat them at our worst and we beat them at our best so we just kind of had yeah. su- super confidence for the rest of that year versus them but then we would always struggle versus like the teams that would get like eighth or twelfth like we'd always yeah. struggle over like the shitty teams i don't know why probably because we the just weirdest weren't thing yeah ever. we probably just weren't all them all there mentally and i guess but then when we would play the best team in the game without a doubt we just fry them <laughs> it was like yeah, i don't know i don't know if it, it was, was weird just, i don't yeah i don't know if it's because it was optic it just helped us like step up to another yeah. level or, or what but we would always talk about this like even during the aw season like Bro, we need to play how we do against Optic for everybody, yeah. like this and that. But like, it, I don't know what it was with us, but we definitely <laughs> performed way better when we were playing better teams. It yeah. made absolutely no sense. Yeah, it was, I, I still don't get it. Yeah, it was but it was really weird. But that was uh, a crazy I think year. We, and that was a crazy event. We went to five events as a team in AW. We won three of them. We didn't win DC and we didn't win Worlds. Uh, I think DC, we got, Ian was really sick yeah. too at DC, I remember. That would have been for the three-peat too because we won yeah. UMG Dallas, we won Gfinity. DC would have been mm-hmm. for the three-peat, but then Ian got really sick and we ended up getting like eighth or something like that. And um, then we went to season one, season three playoffs, which was an insane, insane comeback in our loser semis round. We played Epsilon and they were up 3-0 against oh, us. Yeah. It was a best of seven <laughs> and they were up 3-0. Yeah. We reverse swept them somehow. I don't know how we I won four maps straight, but we did. And then we played Optic Gaming in the finals. We had to win two best of sevens, and then we won both series. 4-1-4-1. It was like still insane, the, the fact that we even did that, because that's not easy to do at all. Yeah, that was probably my my biggest compliment for that team, is that whenever we were down or whenever we lost maps or anything like that, we were like the definition of resilience. Like mm-hmm. we literally never gave up. We always had confidence in each other. We never raged at each other. We never yelled at. We always brought each other up when we were down. So like just to have a team like that where we know that we can anything's possible. You know, yeah. like, whether we're down 0-3 or whether we go down 0-1, it was just we never let off the gas pedal. Every map we were we were going hard, and we were really good at S and D too. So if we ever lost like a map or two, we we're always like ah oh, the search like we could we could yeah. take it. But yeah, we, we were we were just a. I like I like the environment on that team. That's why it was one of my one of my favorite teams for sure that I've yeah. ever played for. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, ending the season now, we got like fifth at Worlds or something. Not the place that we wanted. Um, 
But moving on to the next year, we went into Black Ops 3. We're not going to talk about Black Ops 3 too much. We weren't too good at that game. Like, I just felt like we didn't learn the game together without well as a team. Uh, I think yeah. we, we got good towards the end, and then we just happened to play the MV team, who was the best team at the time at the end, and uh, they 3 0 us at champs. And then we lost game five to Splice for, like, top six, and uh, they went on to make a run all the way to second place. So I think if yeah. we did clutch up versus Splice... Uh, we definitely could have made a run and got at least like top four, top three. Uh, sure. We I just remember getting evac SND and stronghold SND. Those are like our two worst SND maps as a team, and uh, it was uh, it was uh, tough. But that year was tough because I felt like we weren't bad. Like in Black Ops Three, like we were. I felt like we were a top team, but we just weren't. The placings weren't showing it. But like I felt like whenever we played online or whenever we practiced. Like, I always felt super confident with that team, for sure. Like, I always felt like we can go to an event and win. That's why it was so hard to change, because it was just like, we all knew that we could win. Yeah. And the fact that we weren't getting wins, it was it was tough. But that was, a, that was a tough year, for sure. But I'm happy that we didn't just, you know, lose a couple events and just tr try and chalk somebody off the team or, yeah. or try and make changes. Like, I'm happy that we tried to, like, stay loyal and try and fix things, you know, and try and work through that. Yeah, I think... So I'm, I'm happy about that. I think we really just didn't really learn the game that well together. We probably yeah, were, had, our egos were probably high at the time, just off winning like three of the last five of events we went to, um, and then doing all right in Black Ops 3. Like, we just didn't really didn't learn the game that well together, because we had the talent. We yeah. had all the talent in the world. Uh, it yeah. just took being smarter, and we weren't smarter. If we were, we probably would have been able to win multiple events in that game. Uh, but yep. just for our standards and the community standards for our team at the time, we just didn't live up to it. But then that year came to an end, and we still stuck it out, even through a, um, yeah. a bad year, because we just knew how talented we were. Then moving on yeah. to Infinite Warfare, this is when we got a team house and all that stuff. We won yeah. that, uh, what was it, the eight, or yeah, no, no, no. Next. PSX, yep, the PSX Open event, won that event initially, and like we started off really hot in Infinite Warfare, but before we get into like really like the uh, competitions, how was it living in uh, the Texas house for you, the Texas FaZe house with our FaZe Pro team? Dude, it was dope. I mean, we were just on a good schedule, just being, it was the first time I was kind of living away from home and kind of being with like my, my friends and stuff, so it was, it was definitely an experience. Uh, you know, living somewhere else other than Jersey and, and being with all my friends and competing with people that I really enjoy competing with. It was it was a lot of fun. And just spending time together every single day was definitely uh, an experience I'll never want to take away. So that was awesome. You know, a lot of memories there. Obviously, yeah. um, for me, that was one of the most stressful years of my career, yeah, I for sure. Because of just my hand, you know, like my wrist. And it always bothers yeah. me what too. Happened? Because what happened to your wrist? Because I know it, but like the viewers that don't yeah, know yeah. you as well and your backstory might not so explain mm -hmm. that explain so that for it, everyone it always bothers me when people talk about iw and and talk about my year because i literally was the biggest handicap that year like i the first year I, in the beginning of iw like i was insane at that game yeah. like in the I mean, beginning we were like good. psx and stuff we were yeah, really we good, were, really like, good. We were we all got, really good we played second and third throughout the whole first half of the year until yeah. like we, the, were, uh, we, we were super good and then after psx the event that we won um, it was a little, a little event, <clears throat> but after that, um, I started noticing like weakness in my thumb. Like right after that event happened, I went back home and started playing online and I was yeah. like, huh, like my thumb felt pretty weak and I was still able to play. Like I claw too. So I was yeah. clawing and I was still able to play, but I knew something was up. And then a, t a couple days go by, we're practicing online and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Like it, it was getting so bad to the point where I couldn't even move my thumb and Keep in mind, this is right after PSX. Like, this is like the whole year is still in front of us. Yeah, like, we haven't season. even been to a, a, a main event yet. 
and I'm sitting there like, holy shit, what the fuck is wrong with my hand? Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like, scary. What, like what happened? So I'm, I'm like going to all these doctors in Texas, Texas. Obviously, I'm like scared to tell you guys because like I can't move my fucking thumb, you know. Yeah. So I was like, I like, was scared to we, tell people. Yeah, like what the heck? Like you're, you're probably thinking like these guys aren't even gonna want us on, want me on the team anymore. Like I can't yeah, move exactly. my thumb. Like exactly. And uh, so I, I, I saw a couple of doctors in Texas. I don't even know if you guys know know that that I left the house a couple times to go see a doctor. It was like I think early we figured it out eventually. I don't know. I think I know no, somehow. I, I, have, I eventually told yeah. you guys. I eventually told you guys because I, I just wanted to figure out what the fuck was wrong first before I told yeah. you guys because I didn't want you guys to panic. But uh, I, I went to go see a couple of doctors and they did test and they're like, dude, you're completely fine. Like, there's there's nothing wrong with your hand. I'm like, you I'm telling that. you, I'm telling you right now that there's something wrong with my hand. And these doctors are like, maybe you just have like some tendonitis or something. Like, we'll give you some cortisone shots and this and that. Like, they're giving me shots, like do, doing all these tests and stuff. They couldn't find a single thing. I went to two doctors. Immediately, I was like, I know something's wrong. Like, I can't, bro, I couldn't move my thumb. Like, I, yeah. I couldn't even claw anymore. It got to the point where I had to stop clawing because I, like, I ha had to find a way to grip the controller more so I could, like, try and move my thumb. And, uh, which is also very hard. Like, if I clawed my whole life. So, just to change the way you hold a controller. It's like telling you, Dylan, like, go to the next event clawing. Like, yeah, it might be hard for yeah, you of course. to make that switch. So I went back home. I saw a hand and arm specialist. Like I, I went to like a really good doctor. He obviously won awards and stuff. I knew that I needed to find somebody who would actually hear me out and listen to me and really focus on what the fuck is wrong with me. Cause I know that something was wrong. Yeah. And uh, his name was Dr. Tan. So shout out to Dr. Tan. And uh, he, uh, he did some tests and stuff on my wrist and he found us a, a, a little tiny cyst. It was about one centimeter big. It was so tiny. You can barely see it in the CAT scan. And uh, it was sitting on my thumb tendon. So it was sitting on my, right on my wrist, like sitting on the thumb, the tendon that moves your thumb. And he, he's like, I'm pretty sure this is what's causing the discomfort. Like, I don't know how you got it. We were working out a lot at the yeah, time, like we at the gym, the gym and stuff. Yeah. Like we were pressing weights and stuff. And that's something <laughs> I never really did in my whole life. Like I never worked out. So we started working out. So I have a feeling I had something to maybe do with just like playing all the time and then working out. I was just putting a lot of pressure on my, my wrist. Yeah. And, somehow this little one centimeter cyst form that no other doctor could see but this guy somehow saw it and i needed surgery and then i got the surgery i played this keep in mind this is throughout the year like this whole process i saw a doctor like a month went by i saw another doctor like it was dragged out you know yeah. so i was playing with a with a fucked up hand like i couldn't move my thumb remember i couldn't throw the uplink ball i literally yeah. had to pass the uplink ball to my teammates because i couldn't i'd be like yo tommy right here up. come on literally ball, like I, I'll get I, it. I couldn't grab the ball yeah. because I, whenever you had to like flick up and throw it up over things and stuff i couldn't do it so uh that was really stressful and i had to stop clawing so that i had to get used to that i started rocking a control freak to make the the thumbstick as light as possible yeah. it's easier to move with a control freak so just like playing a whole year like that like i feel like personally i feel like people don't give me enough credit i feel like people don't talk about it ever like people never talk about that year and how like what i went through that year but i mean yeah. what are you gonna do dude like like shit happens you know like injuries happen i'm just happy that dr tan was able to open me up and uh get that shit removed <laughs> and dude as soon as as soon as my hand yeah. healed because even after you remember after he removed it i had a cast on my hand at C cwl anaheim and i was on percocet we shouldn't have played four that days after my surgery we shouldn't have played that one that was shocked yeah that four, one don't count so four days after my surgery i'm on maid stage on fucking painkillers like dizzy as fuck <laughs> playing regular i still can't claw because my hand's in a cast so the only thing i can move is like my pointer finger and my thumb 
Yeah. So I was playing. I was playing in a in a fucking cast, and and Clay's tooth was all messed oh, up. Oh yeah, Clay got like a root canal, screaming. I think. Yeah, and Clay then he got, was like, on some canal. drugs. He was on like. Usually you're supposed yeah, to dude. have like you know caffeine in you. You're like getting twisted or something. But no, we're, our team is on the opposite. They were on the painkillers, going to sleep on the main stage. So that was like the outlier event for us that year because we placed like second, third, pretty much throughout the whole first half of the year while we were teaming. And then we had that one event where we got 16th, and like teammates were off the perkies. Uh, it was chalk. Like <laughs> we shouldn't, we shouldn't have not, we should have not played that event. We should have sat it out. But yeah, our dumbasses ended like, up playing. I think leading like all that stress and all the all the problems and up and downs you're going through as a team because we weren't winning you know we came off that aw season as probably the best team in the game like any like one of the best teams yeah when we formed we're definitely the best team yeah so like coming off that season there was a lot of expectations and we all really wanted to win even if we were placing like top three top two wasn't good enough for us like we were always trying to win clay was tossing silver medals and shit (laughs) yeah so like like, i feel bad for that kid I feel, bad for yeah. that, I feel bad for that kid in Paris who got hit by a clay silver medal. Like, that had to have hurt really badly. Yeah, bro, poor guy, dude. But, but, but that is one thing is, like, we weren't a bad team. I'm just when kidding. We you, didn't winning, anyone. you didn't hit anyone. When, when we weren't winning, like, we were still at the top. Like, we were always a good team. We were always at the top. We always competed with the best teams. Yeah. Like, we were always a team to beat. Like, people, obviously, we're a good team. So, it was just uh, a really stressful time. And then, I guess, that's kind of leading into how we changed. Yeah. And then it came down to after the season one playoffs where we ended up getting third, which is probably our best chance to win because we beat, I think we beat Optic, was it first round or was that season? Yeah, yeah, we beat Optic in the first round. Um, we beat, I think, another team and then we're playing Splice for top three. And this is when snaking was a thing, like a huge thing in the game. And um, yeah. Tommy, he couldn't snake because he had a cyst in his wrist, so he couldn't snake. Yeah. Ian legit doesn't have half a thumb, so Enable can't use half his thumb. <laughs> he, he can't snake either. Clay had a control freak, so he couldn't snake. So I was like, all right, guys, fuck it. I'm going to be snaking. I'm just trying to snake as hard as possible and everything. But, yeah, it was uh, it was tough. And after that event, I just remember we had that talk about potentially changing. We're like, we don't know who's going to go. We're going to figure it all out. And uh, and then it ended up coming down between me and Clay, and it got all of this huge mix-up with the United yeah. roster. And then I was actually talking with Alec about it on the podcast and it probably would have been way better for both our teams and both our careers if we did make that change because that made united have too many ars on their team for the next couple seasons and then on our team at the end we didn't have a main ar i think ian was trying to be our main ar um but we actually probably would have done really well with our new team in iw if we won our first match, we lost that first match versus Envy, and that's when they just went on a run and got second mm-hmm. in that event, second at Champs, and we just went into our first event, and uh, we lost, and then from there, with Pierce and stuff, Gunless on our team, it was, yeah, it was, it was just kind of was weird from that point on amongst the team. Was, like we, just, we just had a bad start. Uh, we had a bad yeah, start. Yeah, we had a, yeah, Big P, that, was, that team was, that team was interesting. Um. We definitely had some issues for sure, you know, with like people, you know, arguing with each other, just not getting along, stuff like that. But that again, like even closing out that year, like I was still in a cast, I was still playing, you know, regular. I wasn't clawing, so yeah. just that whole year to me was just an anomaly. Like I, yeah. I lost, I, I completely just lost composure that year. Um, and even considering the circumstances, I don't think I played that bad. Like for for the circumstances that I was under yeah. and things with my hand, like I was proud of myself for like pushing through it. Because then once the season was over, I was able to go to physical therapy, ice, Take rest. Your time. My yeah. hand can actually heal. Because that was the problem is I had to play every day. We were practicing yeah. every day. We had events and stuff. My hand couldn't heal from the surgery. So I was just always in pain the whole year, just in constant pain. 
So just to get through that year was just fucking holy shit. Like, yeah. It's like the most stressful time ever. And in my hand, after the physical therapy and the <clears throat> and he, the healing process, it went right back to normal. And then in World War II, I started clawing again, and I started feeling like myself again and started getting back into it. Yeah, I think if, uh, especially too, if you're at your full potential without that cyst in your wrist, too, I think we at least take one event that year for sure. Yeah, I think After having a lot. multiple top three, top two finishes in that year, like I think if when you're at your full potential, like we at least take one event yeah. that year. The, the best way I could say it is I felt like I could play well, but I felt like I wasn't as impactful as I could be. Yeah, I'm you were like, like capped. Yeah, like I felt like I was like like cap, nerf. Like, like you were, cap, yeah, like, like you could yeah, you like get nerf. up to a certain level, but you can't surpass mm -hmm. that. With all, there the was injury. only so much. I but could you knew do, you can go like, higher if you were like normal. With, yeah, you were normal because I know my potential when my hands are not fucked. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, it, it was just a stressful, a stressful time. And but then we, uh, we, we we pushed through. Yeah, we, we got through. we got through that, and then another big change came. We had a roster change on the phase World War Two team. We picked up yeah. Chris James replaced Crowder whatever you want to call him now, which he was our coach at the time on, on BO3 for a little bit and then Infinite Warfare. And then we picked up a retired player. This has never been done before. A retired player never came back and been picked up by like a pro team like that. And then we also, not only did that, we picked up this young player named Priesta who, when we picked him up, there was a copy pasta going around. What was it called? Who the fuck is Priesta and why is he on yeah. phase? That was the yeah, copy yeah, pasta yeah, going yeah, around. Yeah. Now I think we know Priesta a little bit better. You know, he's definitely uh, proven himself, won multiple events and multiple titles. Sure. Really good player. But back in those days, we picked up a retired player that was a coach and then an upcoming player when people back then really didn't pick up that many upcoming players. Like, it was very rare that someone would get a chance. You would have to work really hard. And um, we had a slow start in the online tourneys. I remember that. Dude, yeah, very slow. the two Ks, the two Ks, we literally picked up, um, or no, we played, we placed T32 in four two Ks. Mm -hmm. I remember flying to Texas on Google Fiber for a two K. We still got top 32 in the two Ks. So we had yeah. no pro points going yeah, in nothing, to the first nothing. event. The first event uh, was Dallas. everything. We were an open bracket. Yep. We started in we open, open bracket. bracket started in open bracket um and then from there that's when the whole fiasco happened with the bomb threats the first day of the whole first day of the event got canceled and then we had to play all the matches of the open bracket and all of our pool play matches on saturday i think we played a total of nine full matches i can only imagine how many maps we played we played so nine many. full matches from the start of open bracket to all our pool play matches because we had to play like three I think pool play matches or four pool play matches after our five or six um open bracket ones so we ended yeah. up placing fourth at that event and getting a ton of pro points which we needed but uh it felt so good to just be able to go to land make that run and no one thought everyone thought we were going to get smoked everyone thought we were yeah. going to smoke after such bad online performances but we went to land and just got top four I think that's been the craziest uh, open bracket run in the yeah, CWL. Say, I'm pretty sure we broke history with that yeah, with that run. No, yeah. Like no one's ever done that before. Come out of open bracket and go all the way to top four. Like just the amount yeah. of matches that we played and just even just the mental fortitude. Like we were waking up playing in the morning all the way till like Literally, super late midnight. at night. <laughs> yeah. Midnight. Like we were still the venue was empty. Like the venue was empty and it was just us and another team playing and the parents were just surrounding us watching us. Yeah. Like it was literally like completely empty. They closed everything down. And just, like, thinking about that event and just, like, you got to think, like, if we didn't do well, like, we we're 
basically fucking chalk. Oh, yeah, but we had no pro points. Like, it would have been bad. Like, who knows what happened yeah. from that point? Because you needed pro yeah. points to get into the pro league. Like, you weren't in the pro league yet. You got pro points mm-hmm. from these online tournaments and then a lot more pro points from these lands to secure yeah. your spot in the pro league. Uh, luckily, after that, uh, we started placing, like, better in the 2Ks, I believe. Because, like, I don't know. I guess we just had, like, easier rows or something we, online. We just got better, too, though. Yeah. Like, we and were we just getting way better. Like, we, we were... That's one thing I liked about that team is when we weren't good, we always found a way to get good. Yeah. Which is which is why the Black Ops 4 season was devastating. But that's a whole... We'll get to that. No, we'll get to that at some point. But we still have to talk yeah. about... Um, are leading up the first season until the World War II playoff event. That was probably the craziest losers bracket run of all time. People really, people honestly forget, and even I, I think we all forget all the players on the team, just how insane that losers bracket run was, because yeah. it's masked, it's masked by the finals that happened. But mm-hmm. dude, I remember we lost to TK nuts. that event first round and got sent to the losers bracket um we were already like kind of shaky with our placings a little bit like we would place top four and then top eight so we were really inconsistent and then yeah. uh, if we if we did that at that event we were going to make a change like without a doubt yeah, and sure. uh, i think you had a pretty good speech to us before we started playing yeah, on saturday little, try to drop us some inspiration <laughs> you know yeah you brought us up I brought to everybody the lounge. I, said, I said yeah we were at the warm-up stations like everybody up to the lounge like let's all go to the lounge like, i got shit that i gotta say and then i just like for i was just ranting for like five minutes like we could get, we could do this shit like, I don't give a fuck what happens out there like i fucking love you guys let's just go out and have some fucking fun blah blah, blah. like just a big speech yeah and uh, I don't know what it was, but I feel like after that speech and after we got on, like we started warming up, started practicing, scrimming, and then got on stage, I just feel like we were on another level, dude. It was. Like, I just feel like we were playing like with the we don't give a fuck mentality. Like literally. we didn't care. Like, bro, you ran through a fucking artillery strike. Like, <laughs> like we we were literally yeah. and and we we were all thinking the same thing yeah. before you did it too. Like we the artillery comes down and like me and Chris start whispering like, yo, you're already thinking it. You could tell. And we're like, yeah, run through it, like run through it, and then you run through it, and it works. It, dude, we were just we we always did stuff like that, like yeah. just crazy stuff like that, and the fact that it worked was just crazy, fucking crazy. Yeah, no, it was insane, just cause like there were so You're many. You're a legend for that. You're a legend. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. And then Chris also was one v three, and he would yawn right after he one v three. Yeah, dude. Like that whole run, <laughs> we played that event like we literally didn't give a fuck. We did yeah, not we care. Really like, did. we wanted to lose. Like, we played like we wanted to lose. Wanted to lose. Like, we yeah. were just, like, running around doing working. stuff. And it wor- It was the working. most magical thing I've ever been a part of, that I've ever seen. And that's why, in my opinion, hot take here, greatest running Call of Duty history or greatest, greatest loser's bracket running Call of Duty history. I'm going to break it down for you real quick. All right. You ready for this, Tommy? I'm ready, bro. So, game one. We bounce back. We play Envy. They, uh, we had the number of the time. We would beat them at all the events. Um, so we ended up beating them game five on a crazy clutch. Priesta, Temp, 1v1, pressing kills him when Donnie uh, crouches. We somehow get by that match. We go on. Who do we play after that? Did we play? Was it TK? Um, it might have been TK. I think it was TK. We played TK, the back-to-back champions at the time. Or no, they lost the last event, the Ayama event in London, which didn't really count. But they were the back-to-back champions. 3-0 them. Sent them packing. Goodbye. And then after that, we play Luminosity Gaming, the team who won the Ayama, Ayama event in London or in Birmingham. They just they were the champions. We were down wow. 0-2 in the losers semifinals. We mm. reverse sweep them, make it to the grand finals where we're playing the one and only Optic Gaming. They were struggling on getting a win that season. They were like top three that whole year, but struggling yeah. on getting that win. 
map one starts we're down 240 to 170 insane insane 80 point comeback to win the map one map two we're down one to five one to five snd replays clutches a 1v3 one five round count makes it two five we win a couple rounds it's five five round 11 i run through an artillery barrage and 1v3 that to go up 2-0 but that's not it we get shit on in the ctf and then uh we also get shit on in the hard point we all yeah. game five we clutch game up a game five. five i'm pretty sure you drop like 13 or 14 yeah, kills on Ardenus four is map five so we thought we were gonna have an easy series after clutching up but no we still went game five again and then the next series starts we win the first map hard point <laughs> london docks hard point map two map two london docks snd our best map all year we lost it and then we lost yeah. the CT, uh, the, lo the lost the CTF map three, clutched up, won the map four, and then clutched up and won the game five. I think we played, no, I think I missed the series. I think we played someone else. Yeah, we played United. We beat United. We played five series. In a four of those series, we went game five, or no six, because yep. we had to play two best of fives. So we played five total didn't matches we, in six series. So we went five we game, game five. five every, except every for time? TK. Except for TK, we three out. Except for TK, okay. So for except for TK, we literally went game, game five, five every single literally, time. We clutched up every single time. There will never be anything like, like that that happens in Call of Duty again. That took random luck and good timing and skill through the power of God. He blessed us. Like I don't know what happened. We just got absolutely blessed that day. That was the most like lucky, skillful random losers bracket run i've ever seen a team do winning five game fives clutching random 1v3s yawning running through artilleries tommy <laughs> dropping 14 game five and then like, we were all stepping just, up that was that was another everyone thing. was doing their thing everybody everybody just had their moments where they were we were just clutching up like individually just like from t just talent alone like we were just doing stuff on our own crazy and it was just nuts like how how it all went down it was it was crazy for sure that that yeah. event will always be probably one of the craziest events like we've ever been a part of for sure yeah and I, it's crazy to think about because i really didn't think about it about it until i was like wait we had a crazy run to even get to the finals because everyone just thinks yeah. about the finals because the finals was just so crazy in itself and then we had a crazy run to even get there i was like jesus christ this was like mm -hmm. the most insane event ever and we ended up winning it too so that was even yeah. better um then yeah. like we had our moments in the world war ii season but uh how do you feel the rest of the season going from like season two into anaheim and then into champs I mean, I thought we were a really good team. I mean, after that event went too, like we were going online, we weren't losing any scrims. Like we were, we were a really good team. We got to the point too where we started being, re we were really smart. Like we started playing the game really well. Like after we won that event, we really focused on, okay, well we just won an event because we're talented. And obviously we're not that, like we obviously knew what we were doing a little bit, but obviously there was things that we need to improve. And there's always little things that you can change to help you be a more consistent team. But I definitely think it got to a point where we legit mastered that game. Like when it got when it got to champs time, like we were ready. Like we yeah. were definitely ready to go. We thought that we were about to get this ring, and um, I still think we should have got that ring. I, I think uh, we we just let it slip away from yeah. us. Obviously, like uh, we clutched up season one, but we didn't clutch up at champs, and we still got top three, which is a really good placing. But I, I still think to this day, and people might have different opinions, but I feel like we were the best team there. I think we were the best team at champs for sure. 
Yeah, I think we just really practiced so hard and got our game so well-rounded in respawn that we were comfortable on, like, every map in respawn uh, with whatever it be, rotating, holding hills, breaking hills. Like, we just knew what to do in every single situation. And SND, we had a really good SND strats as well. Uh, and yep. then it came down to just us not executing on that day uh, versus TK because we made the run all the way through. Wait, we also had an 05 comeback game five versus Envy to keep us in the tournament. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that dude, was pretty that crazy. Was <laughs> that nuts, was, that was pretty crazy. It's, it's, always, it's always crazy to do an 05 comeback when uh, your back's up against the wall in game five. Every other team we played so well against except for Envy. Like, I don't know why, but it was like battle of... I don't even know how to explain it. Like matchups, I guess maybe they just matched up well yeah, against like, us. In World War Two, there was a lot of a yeah, lot of that. Their like, teams just matched up weird against other teams. Yeah, and it, it was again, crazy. it was at that point we were down 0-5. and I don't know who said what, but we were all like, we again, we had that fucking mentality. Like, listen, man, like we can do this. Like we're down <laughs> 5 We we actually said this in the middle of the game. Like we can do this. Like one round at a time. Like really focus up. Like we can do this. Take it one round at a time. We won a round, won another round. Next thing you know, it's 3-5. We're like, yo, we can fucking do this. Like, we just kept riding off that confidence. We were doing crazy shit. Yeah. Like, bro, I was running up mid-map. Like, 5-5, five, five, <laughs> I hit mid-map. Like, 5-5, five, five, I was like, yo, I think I'm going to hit mid-map. And Chris was like, fuck it, do it. Yeah. like, bet, bet. Like, say no more. I fucking hit mid-map. I pop a two-piece. Like, I don't even know what the fuck happened in that series. I, It was a blur, bro. The only thing I remember is that last round 11. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember. I remember that uh, going into that round 11, I was like, what's it called? I was like... No matter what happens, I love you guys. Yeah, and you then, said that, yep. And then Chris <laughs> Chris crosses to A on defense. It was defense, London Docs, SND, and he gets hit markered. And I'm uh, like, let's marker, go, yeah. we got hit markered. And I think you get yeah, like a blood bro. or something. And yeah, we somehow make that comeback. And then we go into that. Uh, then we, I think we beat United right after that. And then we go to the TK series. Um, and it's just absolute tragic. We fucking, I got gunned by Pharaoh one time because I moved spots. I thought he had a sniper. I thought he had a sniper, so I moved spots. In reality, he didn't I'll have a sniper. Lost and then I got gunned. I got gunned by him. That was the first time I ever got gunned. I mean, I, I mean, like, that's the I thing, too. Is like sometimes, sometimes you clutch up. Sometimes and you, you, you clutch. Oh, like, sometimes it doesn't like, work you know out. I remember so that. You can't, can't be mad about that. And the thing is, the worst part about it is, because he sniped so much, I didn't even realize till like six months later that he didn't even have a sniper that round. I was like, oh my God, I would have just stayed on the bomb. If I knew he didn't have a sniper, I would have easily won. And then, yeah. so I choked that round. The next round, Kenny gets an insane 1v2 versus Preston and Chris. And then we lost that map. And then we won the, the CTF. And then we lost the next two maps. And it was just like heartbreak. Literally heartbreak it was oh my god it was so because so just, bad it, that one was heartbreaking because one obviously I, like dylan has a ring but i was looking for my first ring obviously preston was looking for his first ring and we were so prepared yeah. like we were putting three like most teams do two scrims a night we were doing three scrims a day we were watching film every single night like after we were done scrimming we would always go back and just sit there and watch film for hours and just yeah. and just watch it and just critique every little thing to the point where I just felt like we mastered the game. Like, we, we really did. And it was going to come down to little things, like clutches and just, like, the, the little stuff, like winning your gunnies and, and clutching up. But the fact that we went out like that and just the it, – it was heartbreaking, especially with how close our game was with MB and then to beat United, which was another top team, and then yeah. to go on and play TK. It was just – a crazy a crazy tournament and i know we all really wanted that really bad so yeah that one that, hurt. Was, that one really that tough. one was so tragic it was just like we were still playing decent but excuse me things just weren't really going our way when we needed to like we just need that one more play to close it out and we had ch multiple chances to get it and we just 
couldn't close it out and it was just so tragic after because we actually started in losers bracket round one of that event we lost we went up two overs envy winners round one and got reverse yeah. swept by them and completely yeah. choked it and mm-hmm. then we started losers round one made the run all the way to top three almost to the grand finals and it was just so heartbreaking to end it like yeah. that and then um that's when the season ended got third at the last event and we move on to the black ops four year where we it went to 5v5 actually and then we picked up yeah. methods i remember that which is not who we wanted Zinni Zinni is not not who we wanted at all. We wanted a sub player. Zinni did not want that guy. Not want. Yeah, I remember we were like trying to get a BZ, and uh, Phase didn't want to pay the twenty k for a BZ, and he's pretty fucking good, and he's on Phase now. So it would have been nice to have a BZ right there. Um, I wanted a sub player. That's who I, I wanted an SMG player. I did not want because we had Preston could run an AR really well. Chris was running an AR really well. You could even run it if you wanted to. So I was like, we need a talented <laughs> sub player. Like that's all I cared about. Yeah. And um, who else? We were looking at somebody else. Who the fuck? I forgot. We were looking at Bruce a little bit. He wasn't a sub player, but yeah. Bruce was on the table. But he ended up going to Optic, and then obviously a BZ was like our number one. Yeah. And he was cheap. And he was like, super he cheap. He wasn't expensive. Yeah. So it was just trying to get Phase to get a BZ. And um, obviously that didn't happen. It kind of kind of fell through. Phase um, didn't pull the and plug on it, and we point. lost him. And then we were left uh, stuck picking between AR players. And I mean, it was tough for me at that point. I was like, I don't care who we get, just get a talented AR. Which obviously Zinni's a, ta- a talented AR player. I just didn't think it was the role that we needed. I didn't think it was the player that that fit the squad the best in terms of roles. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I think Zinni's a beast. I mean, he knows all this. Like we talk about it all the time. Oh yeah, I, of course we all talk about I this. Think he's a, I think he's a good player, but it just wasn't who I wanted personally. Yeah, and then we had that old thing. Just don't play well. From that point on, it just kind of like just wasn't. It just wasn't good. Like practice wasn't going well. Went to the events, they weren't going well either. Uh, yeah. It was just. It was just a tough time. And then we all kind of like broke apart after the PL or the pro league qualifier. You mm-hmm. got back on a phase. I went to EG. I was loaned to EG. Uh, yeah. Chris and Preston went 100T, where they found lots of success. And uh, then after that season, we came back onto FaZe. We were still contracted, all contracted by FaZe. And that's when franchising happened. And this whole new landscape of the Call of Duty community was born. Um, mm-hmm. It's been and crazy. That's kinda, I feel like that was kind of where the FaZe era like really took a turn. Because... Sure, they're called Atlanta Phase now, but the, everything changed, like, behind the scenes. Like, I don't think people realize, but, like, Atlanta runs that team, right? Like, it's not Phase. Like, yeah. it was a whole different no, yeah, group, not, yeah. group of guys. It was a whole different business. Like, um, I don't know if things would have been different if we would still be on Phase, if Phase, like, made the decisions. I don't know how it would have went down. But, um, yeah, that's kind of where the whole Phase thing ended for us. And then we kind of went our own ways, and that's when we went to New York. Yeah, pretty much. Like, Phase was, like phase and the that team was the face of the team but there was like the people that are actually the investors in the spot were like they ran everything and make all the decisions and do all that stuff but phase just the face of the team and the the brand because biggest brand in esports one of the biggest brands like out there so it's um that's why they're the face but then we went to new york new york subliners and uh ended up getting one on the board got one win on the board we got one on the board we got one one. we were a good team dude we were a good team yeah. We weren't bad. Definitely weren't bad. I, I definitely think we were we were a top team this year. And yeah, it was we nice were, to, it was nice to get a win for yeah. sure. Getting we, a W felt nice. We definitely um I wish we could have became a little more consistent 
like yeah, as that a team because like problem. we Our we had this like we had the talent everyone knew it. all the top teams were like at from new york times out we were the best hardpoint team uh they would play so like we other people knew we had it we knew we had it but we just couldn't put it together across like a full series we were average at dom and then average at snd our hardpoint was always really good but we just really if we had that one other game mode or just got really good at snd we would have been able to probably win more um unfortunately yeah. i think i think the snd hurt us the most yeah for sure i feel like our, our search was just so shaky yeah i think i think that's what hindered us the most yeah we just needed to be good at that. If we were just had a couple maps on search where we were just like our maps, like we would dominate them. Because I know we were really good at Ramaza early on and like throughout the year. But other than that, um, we didn't have a map that's like our go-to map and that we're really good at that we just always close out. If we did, we probably would have found a lot more success um, yeah, and had more wins, more tournament wins, all that stuff, higher placings. But uh, let's talk about living in the city. How was that for you to live in New York City? I mean, dude, at first, I was so excited for it. Like, it was dope. Like, we were going out. We were going to restaurants and stuff. Like, we were enjoying just the city. Like, you know, yeah. we were exploring a lot. Like, the, the city's actually, like, it's it's awesome. Like, you, you were there with us. Like, yeah. New York City is one of the best cities in the world. So, to be able to have the opportunity to live in the middle of Manhattan, um, which is, you know, really big in the city, it was just awesome. We were in a really nice spot. Yeah. And then, obviously, the the COVID stuff happened. Um, and, and that kind of sucked just because the city kind of, shut down literally like, ghost you know, town. It, it literally became a ghost town we were locked inside the apartments all day you don't get a lot of sunlight in the city um obviously there's tall buildings everywhere so you don't it's a very different vibe in the city that you know they call it the concrete jungle for a reason yeah. like you're you're literally surrounded by walls you know like you don't yeah, see literally. nature you don't see trees you don't see <laughs> sun like you don't None see this stuff and uh and it was cold like it was really fucking cold. Like it was in the middle of the winter, so like we were we were super cold. So it was it was uh mentally it took a toll on me. Yeah. I don't know about you, Dylan, but it definitely took a toll on me just being in that environment. It just kind of sucked, and it's nobody's fault other than COVID. You know, like you can't. It's nothing you can do about it. But just in terms of living in the city and experience experiencing that and playing for New York City, like you know, representing such a big city was uh was awesome. It is awesome. So yeah, it was uh, it was a good experience, and like you said, we got we got one on the board, and it was our home series. So yeah, I just thought that was that was really cool. Yeah, and picking up Mac helped a lot too. Definitely, so. uh, I think we had, that was another thing. Yeah, we definitely had our yeah. own uh, issues within the team. So much drama that literally just happened. It felt like it was so long ago, but it literally like just happened last yeah. season. So yeah, it was just There's so a lot of drama. A lot of so drama. much different stuff. So many different headaches, which is really unfortunate. But um. Excuse me. Living in New York, though, was incredible. It was a dream come true because, I mean, everyone sees, like, New York as a city, bright lights everywhere, so much going on. Everyone's moving yeah. a 1,000 miles per hour. But it sucked that we lived there in the year when COVID hit where we couldn't go actually experience the city because we were there in the winter grinding when the uh, season just started. So we were ready to, like, experience it when it starts getting warmer. And, of course, our experience got cut short. Um, definitely what you were talking about mentally, it – took a toll on me as well. I think it took a toll on everyone because uh, yeah. it was super cold. We couldn't go outside. We didn't see the sun. Our bedrooms didn't have windows in them, so we didn't get any, like, natural light or, no or light. anything yeah. ever. So you would have to go on, like, the super outskirts of the city to even get a chance to see the sun. But this was during the winter, too, so the summer was really out. It was always cold. cold. Um, yeah. I think what helped me get through it the most was – having the nike people that we worked out with uh like ariel 
and uh, Kelsey, they, I think they helped us like the most because uh, I know you didn't do the training on Zoom, but that helped me so much just to be able to like work out and exercise and sweat and like try and stay healthy in our apartment. Stay active. Yeah, that helped me a ton, but it was definitely a tough sure. time to just not see the sun, not go outside, not do anything, just only be stuck in that apartment. It was, it was definitely very tough. Um, so but, it was a weird experience for sure. Yeah, I think I think everyone through this time of days now is going through a crazy weird experience just in different ways. But with the yeah, way the world was sure. this past year and even how it is now, it's yeah, it's crazy. So I'm glad yeah. we got through it. Um, and then we got to talk about how like the season ended to where mm-hmm. the off season happened to where we eventually stopped teaming. Where I went to the Minnesota Rocker. You're on New York. Yeah. You got a couple new players on your team. Like, how did that all break down with your side? Yeah, so at the end of the year, obviously, you know, throughout the year, you know, we bug, we bucked heads a lot. There was a lot of drama. I mean, as you know, um, yeah. it was it was a year of up and downs. You know, there was a lot of downs. Um, obviously, we won an event, which is which is cool. And um, you know, in terms of myself, from my point of view, like I obviously respect everybody from that team. I I mean, when you win an event with a team, like at least for me, like that's a memory that I always have. You know, yeah. teaming with with those guys, and I think we even though we had a very I don't want to I guess we could say toxic environment with our team but like that's just kind of how we all were and it got to a point where I was used to it and I enjoyed it you know like it was just like I enjoyed everybody on that team I enjoyed playing with everybody on that team I think Mac really helped a lot like bringing the culture up you know I think the roles we needed uh, somebody to change the roles a little bit and um I did like I didn't have any beef with anybody on the team at the end of the year um I just had a feeling that everybody kind of wanted to do their own thing like I was getting a weird vibe that people wanted to to kind of go somewhere else or play with different people and stuff like that. I don't know if that's true or not. It was just kind of the vibe that I was like getting off, getting off of it at the end of the year. And then Clay hit me up, you know, Clay was like, do you want to play blah, blah. And obviously I've had a lot of, um, of course, like obviously me and Clay have have a history. Yeah. Yeah, We had success together. I, I like Clay as a teammate, you know, like I, I know what Clay brings as a teammate. So I wanted to play with Clay, but at the same time, you know, I, I was definitely still under the impression that we could stay together, you know, but I definitely wanted to play with Clay. And that's when I talked yeah. to Lamar, you know, I was talking to obviously Clay and Lamar played the same role. So it's going to come down to between one of them. So I was like, okay, well, main AR, Lamar and Clay. And I talked to Lamar and stuff like that. And I always got the feeling that Lamar kind of wanted to go somewhere else, which he can obviously speak on for himself on this. Yeah. It might not be true, but just from my like stand on things, I've always felt like, Lamar liked playing with me, but I wasn't like he wasn't excited to play with me. Where I feel like Clay was super excited. Like Clay was like, dude, I really want to play with you. Where Lamar was just kind of like, Yeah, I mean I'll play with you, but like I felt like he low key didn't. So I know he would play with me, but it got to a point where I was like, Does he is he just saying that because he like it's a secure team? Like it's already something that's on the table, like a security thing. Yeah. Where, like, it was just kind of like an option for him. But if he had another option elsewhere, he would take it. Um, obviously, you guys have a great team over there. So I'm, I'm pretty sure he's happy where he's at. Um, but to me, it was like, Clay really wants to team with me. I'm getting weird vibes from people on the team. Like, I feel like people don't want to stay together. It was a very, t- like, tough, toxic year. You know, there was just a lot going on, a lot of drama, a lot of ups and downs, like you said. So I think something fresh and new for everybody was good. Yeah. You know, I, I, thought it, I thought it was good to just, you know, take a different route i think for everybody <laughs> yeah i think uh we all got put through the gauntlet that last season i feel like every day i would wake up to drama this 
drama that this happened this happened argument here argument yeah. here. like i felt like and it was just so sometimes overwhelming it wasn't even between us like sometimes <laughs> yeah. it was stuff happening around yeah us, it was like not even which... the team i feel like that hurt the team too like yeah, at times we it have to deal with did. bullshit instead mm-hmm. of just focusing on for sure the team and call of duty so i feel yeah. like there was just it was just got to a point where everyone got so fed up like mentally and it just affected our gameplay, affected how we saw each other as teammates. Cause like we were, we were working together every day, going to the office and doing stuff. And uh, yeah. there was it was tough to be, like, be on that good schedule and do all those things. And just, I feel like there was just so much going on, and there was always so many issues. That at the end of the year, I know I can speak on this for myself. Uh, I don't know how New York wants to do it. I know I think they wanted us to like stay or go back to the East Coast and live. I think it might have changed. Or anything but i definitely wanted to i love living in new york city but i definitely wanted to like move to texas like that was my goal to just be able to live in texas and yeah. play from here because if we're going to keep playing online i want the best opportunity to play online and i just like texas as well has really good internet it's a yeah. it's a lot cheaper you can get a lot uh more you get a lot more bang for your, for your buck. buck so yeah for sure that's definitely, definitely one of my big things and honestly mm-hmm. during that roster mania i legit oh wait let me i legit didn't even talk to like anyone. I just remember you texting me eventually. I think it was a, aside from my like after yeah. champs when I text everyone like, yo, good try. Um, it was good teaming with you or like whatever. It's like, oh, good try. Like keep your head up, blah, blah, blah. I think you texted me and you're like, what do you, what do you want to do? And mm-hmm. do you want to play with Lamar? I was like, yeah, I still want to play with Lamar. And then you're like, all right, blah, blah, blah. We talked a little bit extra. And then I talked to Lamar and then it just became like this whole thing between the roster in New York, and it wasn't like anything bad at all. Like I don't think there's any really bad, no, blood. No bad like, blood. It wasn't. I mean, for me at least, I didn't want bad blood, so I yeah. wanted to be as open as possible yeah, I think with that's what everyone on the team. Anything that I that I was thinking, I didn't hold. Like yeah. I didn't hold in. Like I I talked to Lamar on the phone. We were on the phone for like almost two hours. Like I was yeah. I was talking to Lamar about stuff. I talked to Donnie. I talked to you. Um, I talked to Mac a little bit. Mac was pretty quiet, but I, I talked to him a little <laughs> bit. But I was yeah. very I was very open with everybody on like my opinion on things and, and people never really disagreed with me whenever I said certain things. Like nobody was like, You're wrong, you know? Like it was it was kinda I guess we we could say everybody was on the same page. It's kinda hard to say just because I'm not in your guys' heads and I don't know what you guys were thinking. Yeah. But I knew that you still wanted to play with Lamar. Clay was knocking on the door. There was just a lot of moving parts, a lot of moving pieces and yeah. I think in the end we all worked out. Like I think you guys got a great roster for sure. I think you guys got a good good set of um, players. Thank you. And I think you guys are gonna work out really well. And then I think, um, you know, we got an interesting group over here in New York. But I think, uh, you know, we had the talent, and uh, I think I think we both uh, both did well. I think it, I think it worked out for sure. Yeah. And we, I, no, I dude, think... we still like we still like you were still an option like for us like yeah. me, Mac and Clay like we were talking about you too. We know that you wanted to play with Lamar, so it's kind of off the table. But that yeah. was why I hit you up. Like that was why I texted you because if you if you were interested, obviously like it, it could have been a possibility. But you know how how things go. Like people want to play with certain people. People yeah. have chemistry with different people. Different teams work better for other people. People like people follow their comfort zone. You know, so like whatever people wanted to do i didn't want to hold anything against them and just wanted them to be happy and make their own decisions so at the end of the day i have no bad blood with absolutely anybody from that team if they had bad blood with me then i don't know but but for me at least i was very honest with myself and everybody and that was one thing i always told myself is just don't don't lie and like don't try and be fake like if i'm thinking something or feeling something or if there's something i want to do just be straight up with people because that's all i need is 
to you know say one thing and then they hear something else and it's just like a whole clusterfuck which just happened in the past yeah it could so get I it could get bad during roster mania when you're hearing something from this guy something from this guy exactly. and then like yeah and then it just turns yeah, into a exactly. shit show and, and for me like just being in the scene so long like i'm i'm tired of that like i'm tired of that like fake bullshit at the end of years to the like at yeah. the end of every year at the end of every season everybody's acting all sketchy and stuff i was like fuck this shit like i'll call everybody tell them exactly how i feel and um just go from there and just yeah. see what options are on the table and what's going on so that was one of the main things for me i didn't want to fuck anybody over and at the end of the day like i said i respect everybody on our past team um i'm happy for you guys on the team that you have because i think you guys have a great roster and uh yeah no bad blow with anybody and uh, i respect everybody and like i said we got a we got a w on the board bro and that that's a memory um that i'll that i'll never uh lose you know it'll always be there so yeah of course now nah, you guys have a really solid roster too and then um even when it came down to your team like i still think i think clay is a really good player really smart player i would still team with clay i don't know if people like think i like hate clay or something all of a sudden that's why i didn't want to team with you guys but no nah, i would still team with clay i think he's a really talented smart player of course mac is uh super talented as well with your like yourself so like it would have been a solid team but just the way i feel like everything was going it just kind of separated happens, yeah it separates yeah, like shit, shit happens, happens with like the people, moving and it's all a that business stuff, too so. it's you know that's another thing yeah. about it it's a business um there's contracts involved there's money involved there's a lot of stuff <laughs> yeah. around it you know so there's there's more to it uh but it was good it, it yeah. overall like I'm, I'm happy we got a dub on the board and like i said i, I respect everybody from from the past year like i i don't have any bad blood towards towards every anyone i yeah. just tried to be as as authentic and real as possible so it's kind of crazy that too that we had that we don't have that much bad blood after last year when I thought there was just so much shit going on but I, i'm glad yeah. we were able to like hash it out with everyone on the roster when it came down to whatever issues we had between everyone so it's always good yeah. when you can move on from a situation and uh it without without it getting too toxic and being leaked to the public sure. and all that stuff so For i'm glad sure. i'm glad everything got to uh a place where everyone's happy you guys have a solid team uh and, and that's the thing new york's do. happy as well like i'm just glad that it all worked out and yeah. no one wants to kill each other <laughs> no, <laughs> that's and, that, and that's the thing too is that's why at the end of years like roster mania for me like communication is so important like if, if there's like a problem you have with somebody or there's something that you're feeling or something that you're thinking the best thing you could do is be open with that person and talk to that person where I, I hate this when roster mania period starts and I'm trying to hit up players and talking to different players and seeing what people are going on. I hate when people like don't answer. Oh like, yeah. I, that's the worst. It's my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> and then there's people who don't answer. And then two weeks later, they're like, yo, what are you doing? And I'm like, bro, I hit you up two weeks ago. Like, like <laughs> even if, even if you don't want a team, just respond, just text me back. I don't want a team. Yeah okay bro good luck to you and good luck there's no like that's it but it, it used to it pisses me off every every year this happens there's always people that i that i try hitting up or try talking to if i know things are going down i know like things are changing yeah. people are trying to mix up and stuff like that whenever i try to talk to people i feel like people aren't being real with me like people beat around the bush they're always talking out of their ass and it, it pisses me off and i see right through it now like after all the years of just being in the, in the yeah league, being in the situations and those talks and, yeah business negotiations yeah like I'm sitting here, like okay, maybe back in the day I used to be a sketchy fuck, but now <laughs> I'm like, now I'm like, I don't, I hate being that guy. Like I'm, I'm like, 
I guess you could say I've changed in a way. Like in the roster mania, I just didn't want to be that person. I just wanted to be as realistic as possible with everyone. And when people aren't being real back, like it's just it's annoying. Like it's it's yeah. very annoying. So nah, it's, it was stressful. Like roster mania is stressful for sure. Yeah, but no, I'm glad we both ended up with good teams on good organizations. Uh, New York took great care of me, so big thank you to them for uh, letting me live in the city, helping us out and everything they did for me. Uh, they were awesome, even with my transition from the New York team to Minnesota. Uh, so it's been great, and then that's crazy. I guess it'll be the first game where we don't uh, team together. So what is that, six games where we team together? AW, BO3, IW, World War II... Black Ops mm-hmm. 4, and then MW. So that's yeah. six six games that we've seen together. Like, that's actually it, insane. It, is that like a record? Like, that has to be close to a record. Be, right? That has I to be close. I like, feel who else is close to that? Maybe, Maybe like, some of the Optic formal. Dynasty. Yeah, Scum Formal. Yeah, like the Optic guys. But after the Optic guys, like, no one's yeah. done that. I think, nah. I think it's just us. And, like, so, in a um, row, too. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, so low-key, like, it's kind of sad, dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just because I just know... I'm so used to playing with you. Like I might, this might sound like really soft and like, really corny, but, but just, <laughs> yeah, but just hearing, you. hearing Dylan's voice in game, like it's comfortable to me because I'm so used to it. Like that I got a soothing like, voice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just used yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, like, I know you know saying, what I'm yeah. saying? Like somebody's presence in a game, like in a map, the way they speak, the way they come, like stuff like that. Like it's a chemistry thing. Like you, you, I grew up with Dylan in the scene. Like I, I played a lot with him. So for me, it was just like, I'm used to it. Like, and yeah. when you're used to something, you're comfortable and you're more confident. So just being, not having you on the team anymore, it feels weird, you know? Like, nah, it's, yeah, definitely definitely. Gonna, it's definitely going to be weird. But at first, like, that's the whole point. When you form new rosters, you got to, you got to build that chemistry yeah. and uh, just kind of go from there. Nah, it's going to be crazy because, I mean, just all we've been through from starting in the scene, uh, kind of knowing each other when we were on the come up and then becoming friends after then, teaming with you, winning multiple tournaments with you, traveling the world, doing all that stuff. It was great. And then, like, like you said, in-game is where it's, like, different. It's, like, you're you're so used to that person. You know exactly what their tendencies are, how they are as, like, just a person right. how they speak, you know, what they're mm-hmm. feeling. You could tell by, like, their movements and how they're talking, like, how they're feeling and if they're, you know. So it's definitely um, a big sure. change to not be teaming after, what, like, six whole seasons. That is just, yeah. that's crazy Especially to me. when we but, found success, you know, like, yeah. we won events. Like, we, we got top placings throughout the years. Even the games that we didn't win, we were still at the top. Oh, yeah, so we were still we were, competing. We were still, we were we're still, still competing. competing. We were still a hard team to play against. Like, the whole, our whole career, we were... Yeah. We were uh, fighting to the death, dude. So it was it was, uh, it was a pleasure, dude. It was, it was a pl- it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure yeah. teaming with you, doing all that stuff with you. I had a really great tra- really great time doing all that. Um, but then it's gonna come down to it. We're gonna meet each other on the battlefield. Um, mm-hmm. On separate Which happened teams. Once. It happened in Black Ops Four. Yeah, once. it didn't what, count what, though, because like, I mean that team was kind of crazy. <laughs> well, I'll save that that uh, topic for another discussion about why I joined EG with lesser name players and for less money we'll talk about that some other time but um <laughs> one more question if there's Yo. anything that you regret in your gaming career what is it it could be not practicing hard enough for an event it could be literally anything whatever it may be what's your like one thing that you wish you could have done better i think the one thing is going back all the way to the envy days when i joined envy? when i joined envy i think that was my biggest regret i think and again, that's when I was saying earlier in the stream where I was kind of immature and just not thinking straight, like my ego, you know, like I, I just had like a bad, a bad ego where throughout the years, like I kind of toned that down. Like I toned, I toned the yeah. ego down. I, I started 
respecting my teammates, you know, like I, I try to be the best teammate I possibly can be. And I guess um, that was a decision that I, I think let get away from me. I think my head was in the wrong place. And I think uh, that was a mistake. I think I should have stayed with you and Chris for sure. I think uh, obviously I found success with, with Chris and Nato and Ghost. And I, yeah. instead of taking the Chris route, I went the Nato route. And uh, we went to Envy and that roster just didn't work. And then after two months, I ended up on phase. But if I could have cut that all out, but then again, look at where it led me to phase. Yeah, you know? who knows, who so knows like, what happens if like, yeah, you just exactly. never know. So it's hard, to, it's hard to regret things because leading up to this point, it's brought me to where I am. Yeah. But like looking back at it, like after that happened, like in the, when I was playing with Envy, I was like, what the fuck did I do? Like, why did I do this? You know? Yeah. No, I think with mine, mine probably has to be, I wish we could go back and start the Black Ops 3 season over again and just do everything we can as in learning the game, playing together, working together better. Because I think we had a really good year that year. Like we actually could have been a really good dynasty if we just like learned that game together better as a team. And we would have got a win, a couple wins. Um... I don't know what would have happened, but I really wish we could just go back in those days and uh, relive that, hard, work harder than we did, and uh, just give us another shot at that because we had such a good, such a good thing going that it kind of got messed up right there. We stayed on track yeah. the next game, but I feel like if we just learned that and just got better and grew together, uh, who knows what could have happened? But y'all live and I learn agree. from it. It's uh, it's what you gotta do. But to close yep. the stream out, let's see. I think let's, let's ask some questions. Let's ask some questions from the chat. So, guys, chat, ask your questions for the one and only Italian Stallion himself in the chat. We're picking the best ones out, and uh, we don't want to take up too much of his time. But, uh, Tommy, thank you very much for coming on. It's been a pleasure. I'm glad we could Problem, talk about man. all of our history. Uh, it's, it's been, been a, a pleasure, fun man. time. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me. This is dope, by the way. I like uh, I like this little podcast gimmick you got going on here. So, uh, <laughs> Thank you. I, I need something to look forward to in the offseason, bro. I'm bored. I can't play Warzone all day. I'm losing my mind. Dude, I can't even play Warzone anymore either. Like, yeah. I, can't, I can't even do it. So th- that's why we got we to gotta keep those kill races going. I'm, no, wait. During sure. the, when the beta drops, we're definitely playing more kill races. Yeah, those are way I'm too down. much fun. I'm, I'm so down. down. But uh, like I said, love you, brother. Uh, it's been, it's been too, a pleasure. Bro. Uh, no matter what anyone says, we pretty much grew up and played pretty much all of our careers together. So that's just history that I'll never forget. And uh, I'm excited to keep on growing. I'm sure we're still going to be really good friends. So I'm not too worried about it. We're not going to just grow apart <laughs> we or anything like that. We were literally playing yesterday. We were literally playing yesterday. We're 6-0. We're undefeated. Yeah, 6-0. So if any of you guys want to chat us in the chat, let us know. Um, but let's see. Oh, that's a good one. How did Hydra get picked up? That's a real good one. Okay, so Hydra was a player that we all brought brought up like clay brought him up i know clay wants to take credit for hydra we'll, we'll give clay the credit, because, <laughs> give clay the credit. He, he's been he's been going rogue but um he he was a player that i was interested enough too he was a player that i heard a lot and you know me i'm another player like people talk about clay and young talent but i'm another one who who really likes young talent like i like to i like to branch out and uh pay attention to the amateur scene and see what the heck's going on over there but um obviously you hear things like i have my plugs from people in the in the amateur scene yeah and uh, I talked to people, and uh, I heard about Hydra and, and stuff like that. I uh, I hit up his agent, and I didn't know much about him, so I hit up his agent. If there's any VODs or gameplay that I can watch, he sent me, like, four hours of game strict, straight gameplay of the kid. <laughs> so um, I went back, watched some of his Challenger stuff, and then I went back and watched uh, some gameplay, some scrims and stuff like that. And sometimes you just see something in someone, you know? Like, you see that little special, like, a little special in them, you know? Um, you just see something that other people don't have. Like you could tell when you're watching a player if they have that, I guess that 
that talent. Like yeah, with you Cell, can't, same thing yeah, I saw with you Cell. Just have like, it. With like, Cell the, was, like some people just have different. it. Like yeah, like I, I like when I saw Cell, I was like, this kid's different. Like this is like I feel like passing up on somebody like this is just a huge mistake. Um, so that's kind of how I felt with Hydra. Like obviously, there's a little bit more Roblox with Hydra. Like English is not his first language, so yeah. it's like, how good is his English? Um, you know, how well is he gonna mesh with our team? But he's a good kid. You know, I I've talked to him. And his English has actually really impressed me. Um, just the fact that I was able to have a conversation with him was yeah. like kind of shocking to me because he only started learning English this year. He yeah. started taking English classes. So that to me alone just showed to me that he was dedicated, you know, that he was really trying. The fact that he's trying to learn another, another language just to be a professional COD player is just, um, I admire that. So yeah. um, just seeing his talent and um, talking to him, it was uh, a vibe that I, I really liked him. So I was like, I'm, I'm definitely down for Hydra. Clay obviously thought highly of him. Um, he was tweeting about him and stuff, and then uh, you know Mac. Mac was just like, "Yeah, I'm down." Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Run it. <laughs> Mac was like, "Yeah, dude, I'm down, dude." <laughs> so I was like, "I was like, fuck it, dude." And um, obviously, uh, we have that's our team of four right now: me, yeah. Mac, Clay, and and Hydra. And you know, we're still looking up other people and sub spots and other other things like that. But we're excited to have Hydra on board. We're really excited. No, that's good. I mean, like you could just tell by watching some people's gameplays, like you were saying that. They just have it. Like they just have that instinct of whether it's in that clutch, being able to get out of the crazy scenarios, or just giving themselves the best chance mm -hmm. to finesse and work. Like some people just have it, and uh, I'm excited to see him play because when, especially when a person is coming from a different country too, and he has like a language barrier and like so many obstacles to make it all the way here, like that's awesome to hear. That's already like a crazy story. So just watching mm -hmm. it unfold and play out is going to be very, very cool to see. Uh, another one from the chat. Tommy, how do you feel about two goats retiring from soccer in these next few years? Yeah, well, I mean, Ronaldo just announced that uh, his last World Cup is going to be the up-and-coming one. Um, I think it's in 2022 Damn. or is it 21? I don't know when the – I forget when the World Cup is. It's either 21 or 22, but he said uh, it's going to be his last one, and it's sad because yeah, obviously course. we grew up, and we are so lucky and so blessed to be able to grow up and watch people like Messi and Ronaldo um, play you know they're like two of the greatest soccer football players to ever play the game so just to grow up and and see what they're able to do and able to accomplish and how consistent they've been over the years and even showing right now to this day that age is just a number because they're still performing like I'm, I'm a big Juventus fan so Ronaldo's still doing his thing um you know I admire it and it, it motivates me so it, it's it's super sad to know that they're they're on their way out but there's a lot of up-and-coming players and Hopefully we get some new young guys up and coming and we, we see some uh, new history being made. I like that. I like that. And then maybe after your career, you'd be like a coach or something for one of those football clubs. I'd yeah, be bro. Yeah, yeah, Juventus. You uh, and Pierlo? You and Pierlo? We'd be going crazy yo, out that's there. That's a deadly deal, bro. <laughs> yo, me and Andrea Pierlo, man. That's a goat, bro. That's literally a goat. I love that guy. My cousin actually met him in Real? New York. Oh, wait. I didn't, wasn't it like in the airport or something? Uh, no, or no, no, he met him. Uh, he uh, was on the sidewalk else. in New York because he used to play when Pirlo retired. He, uh, okay. he went to the MLS and played for New York City. Yeah, and he oh, saw him dope. on the sidewalk. Yeah, he just saw him on the sidewalk <laughs> and he took, a, he took a picture with him. And it was his last Instagram post. And it's funny that we're talking about this because a couple days ago I was talking to my cousin and he was like, Yeah, I just don't post on Instagram anymore because my last picture was a couple, few years ago and it was Andrea Pirlo. And I just how, can't beat that. Yeah, how like, do you I top can't, it? I can't. <laughs> yeah, and he and he was like, the only thing that'll top it is if I get a picture with Rich Campbell. That's what he said. He loves Rich Campbell. Like he loves him. So I was like, I can make that happen. Pierlo and Rich Campbell. Yeah, Rich Campbell might be a little bit cooler did. though. 
dude, he loves Rich Campbell. Like, loves him. Like, uh, he's a World of Warcraft guy. Like, my cousin loves World of Warcraft. So okay, a, that makes he's sense. A, he's a big, uh, big Rich Campbell fan. <laughs> Rich Campbell Pirlo, the goats. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I think that's going to do it. I think it's going to do it for the episode. Um, Tommy, thank oh, you very yeah. much for coming on. I hope you had a good time. Probably. A lot of good talks. Probably, yeah, definitely our longest episode I've had so far. And then shout out to everyone that's watching the live stream. Shout out to everyone that's listening on YouTube, Spotify, whatever else it may be. Make sure you guys follow the Italian Stallion Zuma on Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, are you going to start up with some YouTube videos soon or what you thinking about that? Maybe, bro. For me, it's like I hate being dedicated to YouTube because then people sub to me and stuff and then the league starts. And yeah. I'm just like I'm so focused on the league that I feel bad for people who subscribed and stuff. So it's hard for me. You do a good job of like, you know, staying consistent and doing your thing. Bro, you but you gotta get me, an editor, bro. You gotta get yeah, an editor. Yeah, I know, I do. Like getting an editor and stuff like that. i I really wanna focus on my stream. I was uh my stream was doing really well. I was grinding and uh, I took the little break yeah. to clear my head and I kinda lost all of it. That's but, how it goes with um, streaming. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely uh be streaming a lot. I'm always a big streamer. I love to stream, so you'll definitely see me streaming. But YouTube, I don't know. But one day when <laughs> I'm when I'm done competing, I would hope to pump as much content as I can, whether it's YouTube, Twitch, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you got the personality for it. We all know it. You've had some very infamous clips uh, throughout <laughs> your years competing and stuff. Yeah, but man. Uh, we all need to see. We all need to see you on YouTube one day, hopefully. But until then, sure. Twitch.tv forward slash Zuma with two A's. Go follow that. Sure. Thank you guys all for watching. It's been a pleasure to host this show, uh, episode four. I don't know when. I don't know who the next guest is. Tweet me who you guys think, or let me know where. Message me wherever in the comment down below who I should have on as the next guest. Peace out, everyone. Have a good night. Love you all. Stay hydrated. Let's get it. Peace.